0: The following audio is from Summit Church. For more information on Summit Church, visit www.summitonline.tv. Happy Father's Day. I, as a father, I think I get to say this without offending too many people. I don't quite understand Father's Day. Mother's Day, I get that. I get Mother's Day. You carried the child. You birthed the child. You oftentimes fed the child. That Mother's Day, you get a day. Fathers, I, I, think, I hope you're earning this one. I hope you're earning this special day. But fathers, you play a special role in your children's lives. So we thank you. We honor you. We ask that God will bless you on this day engage in your families, love on your families. And I think this could be a huge piece of that day for you and for your families as we celebrate fathers. So uh, we are going to take a break from our study in the book of Philippians. Uh, We're going to jump right back in next week. But for this week, we're going to talk about fathers. But if you're a mother going, oh, why why am I here? If you're not a parent or have no intention of being a parent, how does this apply to me? Well, it's actually quite simple. We're going to talk about our father, our father in heaven who is wonderful and mighty and good and and I think from him we can learn a ton about who we are in his eye, and, and then also as fathers, if you happen to be one or if you want to someday become one, how we are to love and respond to our children. So, so that's the idea. That's what we're gonna do. The first thing I want you to understand is what a father gives to his children. So if we're talking about God the Father, we're talking about earthly fathers, what a father gives to his children. Three things. A father gives love. A father gives Security. And a father gives significance or purpose. Every human on this earth needs to know that they're known. Needs to know that they're valued. Needs to know that their life has significance and purpose when we fail to explain to people their worth and their value they feel like they are belittled they feel like they're inconsequential they feel like they're nothing and and fathers one of the greatest things that we can do for our children is to let them know if you were not here this world would not be the same Because God placed you here as a gift to me. God placed you here with a purpose. And if we walk together to figure out what that is, I know, I know that God has a great plan for you. You have significance. And God being our perfect father, our perfect father, he wants each and every one of you to know today that he does not make mistakes. He does not make inconsequential or insignificant people And regardless of the number of gifts or talents that you were born with, you have a purpose and God wants to use you for his glory. And I know this because he loves you and he made you in his own image. And if God is this perfect father, then what can we learn from him? There's several things I want to walk through, okay? Several things that we learn from God, his perfect love. And if you are a father, if you are a mother, if you're a parent, I think we can then try to apply those to how we love our children. But the first one is this, and it's the greatest one. God loves us. He loves us. He loves us unconditionally. He loves us sacrificially. He loves us perfectly and he loves us completely. God loves us. God loves you. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on all of us. On all of us. That we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that they did not know him. We are God's beloved. He shows us that in the sending of his son Jesus to die on this earth for our sins. We are his prize. We are his treasure. God loves us so much. He loves you so, so much. And parents, your children need to know, need to know that you love them in this same way. You love them unconditionally. You love them sacrificially. Giving of your own desires and wants to make sure that they have what they need, to make sure they know that they have you. They want your love not to be perfect, but it needs to be evident and it needs to be good. One of the things we tell our boys all the time is this. There's nothing that you can do to make us love you less or make us love you more. Now, how do we come up with that phrase? Why is that something that we want to instill in our children? It's this. It's because that's how God the Father loves them. He loves them unconditionally, without condition. There's nothing they can do to make God love them less or love them more. Both of those are important to know. Because so many times we think, oh, God can't love me because I messed up. He'll never love me ever again. That's just not true. He loves you unconditionally. Or we think, if I just do this a little bit better, if I just do this a little bit more, then God will love me more. And that's not how it works either. His love is unconditional and it's perfect. The second thing is that God has compassion on us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your mercy. Psalm 103, verse 13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Have you ever been shown mercy? Just take a moment, take a moment, wherever you're at. Have you ever been shown mercy? If you have, I imagine that it resonated with you. It probably made a mark in your life. You deserved X and instead you received Why? You received mercy. One of the first rememberings of mercy that I received from my father, this is going to sound silly, but it was actually kind of a huge deal. He was not given much from his father, but when his father passed away, he had this shed full of old tools, and one of the tools was simply a, a three-pronged rake. My dad loved this rake. I have no idea how old it was. It probably wasn't worth more than a dollar, but to him it was very special. He loved to piddle around in the yard with this rake, and I remember one day I was using the rake not for its purpose, but I was using it as a bow staff because I was a child in the Ninja Turtles were huge right then. So I'm using it as a bow staff. I'm swinging around and I come over my head and I slam it in the ground and it breaks right in the middle. And I knew at that moment I had ended my life. My dad is not a violent person. Don't ever remember him flying off the handle, but I was like, he loves that rake. He loves that rake a lot. And I just splintered it right down the middle. And so I remember being terrified that he was going to see it. So what what does a kid do? Instead of confessing, I went and I found as much duct tape as I could. I tried to shove it back together, and I just wrapped duct tape as much as I could around that. And I put it back on the thing, and he finds it a few days later and goes, Todd, what what, did you do here? Dad, I broke it. I'm sorry. I know it's it's special. I know it's from your dad. I'm I'm sorry. And and I remember expecting so much anger, and he just laughed and said, why did you use so much duct tape? I could probably fix this, but it's going to take me an hour to unwrap this thing. Why did you use so much duct tape? He showed mercy. He had every right to be mad. But I remember that. I remember being dealt with in a way that I didn't deserve, but that showed love. God shows us that kind of mercy, that kind of compassion. How often do you think we break our Father's heart, our Heavenly Father's heart? How often do you think we do that? How often do you do that in a normal day? And and when you do that, for whatever reason, whether intentional or unintentional, when you break the father's heart and and you expect him to be angry and instead he meets that with love, with grace, he meets that with mercy and compassion, he does so because he's the perfect father. And fathers, your children need to know that when they mess up, because they're going to, they're not going to be met with hate, they're not going to be met with rage, they're going to be met with compassion, because you love them. The heavenly father cares for us. That's the third thing. He cares for us. First Peter five, verse seven says, cast all of your anxieties or your burdens on him because he cares for you. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it just crazy to think that the God of the universe, the one who holds all this together, just stop for a minute, all of it, get the big, 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 big picture, and all of this, he holds it together, yet he still cares about you. He knows your name, he knows what you're walking through, he knows why you're struggling. And then he takes it a step further and he says, oh, and guess what? Um, If you have burdens, if you have anxieties, if you have worries, here's what I want to do for you. I want to carry those. I want to carry those for you because I love you. Would you cast them upon me? Would you cast them upon me? Because whoever carries those burdens to the end gets the glory and I would love the glory, but I also don't want you to be burdened by them. I don't want you to be weighted down by these burdens. Good fathers on this earth will help carry the burdens of their children. You can't do it all for them. You can't. You cannot protect them from everything, but you can't come alongside them and say, hey, simply because I care about you, I want to carry some of the load. My wife, one of the stories she tells all the time, you know how families have stories that they just repeat over and over and over again. One of the ones in 14 years of marriage, one of the ones I've heard probably at least once a year is how when they would go skiing over spring break as a family... She was the baby. She was the only girl. And every single time, walking from the car to the ski slopes, if you've ever done this, the hardest thing for kids is to get all their stuff, right? Their skis and their poles and their boots and the jackets and all this stuff. And her father would carry those things for her. Wouldn't do it for her brothers, but would do it for her. And that stood out to her because she remembers going, I can't do this, but he will come alongside. Why? Because he cares about me. Because I'm his baby girl. Because he loves me. And he'll pick up these ski poles and he'll pick up the skis and you know he had his own stuff. You know it wasn't easy and his parents you're probably picturing right now is like, yeah, that, that is pretty sacrificial but it meant something to her. So much so that that's one of the most repeated stories I hear. God cares about you and he asks you to cast your burdens upon him and he wants to carry the load with you. Our perfect father gives us constant attention. Constant Attention. Okay, it's one thing to think that the God of the universe cares about us, but then let's take that a step further. The God of the universe who's holding all this together, he actually is constantly watching after you. Constantly looking after you. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8. The Lord himself, himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. The God of the universe, church, is watching over you even when you feel like he's not. Even when that seems impossible to be true. The God of the universe has his eye on you because he loves you. He's there with you, paying attention to your needs all you have to do is ask. All you have to do is shout out, God, I need you. And he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. He will be right there. Fathers, when your kids have the courage to ask you for something, make sure you pay attention. Now, I know some kids, they ask all the time, right? So I, this is me personally. I have the ability to drown out all of my kids' voices. Paige will call from the other room going, do you hear the child right in front of you that is asking you for something? I'm like, no, I really didn't. I I really didn't hear him. Now, that's probably because they want a snack or something else. I should still pay attention. But when your child comes to you with a true need, the response should never be, yeah, 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 after this play. Hey, not right now. Now's not a good time. Daddy's busy. Because the God of the universe never responds to his children that way. When you cry out, he says, yes, child, I'm here. What do you need from me? That is perfect love. That is love that I, as a father, will probably never be able to fully give to my children, but that is love. Be present. Fathers, mothers, what is the greatest gift that you can give to your child? It is yourself. Be present. When you're home, the phone's gone. When you're home, your child is what you're thinking about. Be present. Be attentive. God, the Heavenly Father, He is patient and He's gentle with us. He's patient and gentle. Psalm 103 verse 8, the Lord, the Lord is compassionate and gracious. He's slow to anger and he's abounding in love. I think for many of us in our minds, we see the God of heaven and earth. We see him just right on the edge of always melting down, right? Like if I do one more thing, if, if one more bad thing happens, like he's just gonna lose it. I, I think in our minds, rather because of bad theology or maybe it was because our father was that way, we see God in heaven. We're like, okay, he's just always right on the edge. I gotta walk on eggshells. I gotta walk on, walk on my tiptoes. I don't wanna push him over the edge. I gotta be very, 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 very good. But it says right here that he is patient And he is gentle with us. My dad is Captain Mellow. I I just never really saw him fly off the handle. The rake story, I mean, I just never really saw it. Um, I did not get that trait. Unfortunately, my children have heard me raise my voice a lot. Is it out of anger? Is it out of frustration? Is it just because I'm a bad person? You pick them. You pick them. I don't know. Unfortunately, my children have heard me raise my voice more than I care to admit. And in the, the the worst part, the worst part, church, is their faces, their faces. When my raised voice catches their attention, and there's fear in their eyes. I don't strike my kids. It's it's not that they just. I think they expect what we receive from our. Heavenly Father, they expect me to be more patient and more gentle. So some of you dads right now are going, well, well that's, that's cool. I'm sure my kids would love that, but how do you do it? Because, man, I am right on the edge. I'm, I'm always right on the edge. It's, one thing can send me off. Well, How do you do that? I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you here in just one moment. Next, our Heavenly Father, he instructs us and he guides us. And I feel like, especially in this season right now, Lord, I'm asking, please show me, guide me, help me walk and navigate this life, this world right now. And and thankfully, that's something that God does. In fact, he does in a very specific way. John chapter 14, verse 26, he says, but the advocate who is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and then I love this, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. God knows that we just can't drink from the fire hose. Like we, we can't retain all of it just in one swoop. That, that's impossible. He knows that. So he says, hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send an advocate, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's going to be with you, always whispering in your ear what I have taught you, always reminding you what is better, always teaching you what I need you to know. I'm going to give you this advocate. I'm going to give you this supporter. And that is the God of the universe who says, hey, I don't expect you to know it all. Just trust me in the moment. Spirit, what do I do now? And I think our children are looking at us. They're looking at us and they're saying, teach me, instruct me, help me know how to walk through this life. I was listening to a graduation speech. It was from several years ago. I was listening to it this morning and the gentleman giving the graduation announcement, the speech, he he was talking about his father And his father woke up at four o'clock every morning to spend time in the Word before he went to work. And one time this son who was giving the speech asked his mother, why does dad do this? Why does he get up at four o'clock every morning? He's so tired, why does he do this? And his mom responded very quickly, well, your dad always says that he wants his children to catch him doing something excellent. He wants his children to catch him doing something excellent. And I heard that and having three sons, I'm just like, yes, what what a great mentality. I don't have to sit down and instruct my children in everything. I don't have to teach them everything. They can come ask me whenever they want. But the thing that I would love for them to do is see their daddy doing excellent things all the time and them going, hey, that's cool. I wanna do that too. Fathers, Fathers, let your children catch you doing something excellent. Let them find you in your quiet moments being awesome. Because that's what God has modeled for us. And he says, even if you don't have it all, you can always just ask because there's an advocate right there with you. Finally, finally, the Heavenly Father, he disciplines us in a good way because he loves us. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 8 And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline, Because God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their fathers? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. God disciplines, but he disciplines in love. The Father will not allow us, the heavenly Father will not allow us to stay in our current state. At Summit, we say it very simply like this. Everyone is broken. We agree with that. If you're watching, you're broken. It's just not okay to stay that way. And one of the ways that God in love pushes you towards godliness is he disciplines you. Why? Because he's harsh and terrible? No, because he's gentle and kind and patient and caring. But he loves you and he can't let you stay that way. God loves you, so he corrects you, and he refines you, and he transforms you, and it is all for your good. Fathers, don't just check out when it comes to discipline. Ah, they'll figure it out. Don't be angry when it comes to discipline. Discipline out of anger is not good discipline at all. Don't do that. Don't discipline out of moralism. I'm disciplining you because you are better than this. No, no, they're not. They're not better than that, but they can be better than they are. Discipline out of love. In our house, discipline always, always ends with a hug and with a, I love you because My children are legitimate children that I love. And I will not forsake that discipline because I love them. Fathers, engage in discipline because you love. So, how do we do it? How do we do it? You've heard, you've heard multiple things. You've heard that God loves you that he has compassion on you, that he cares for you, that he gives you his constant attention. You've heard that he is patient and gentle with you, that he instructs you and he will guide you, that he disciplines you out of love. You've heard that that is what God the Father does. And now I'm saying that is the bar, fathers, mothers, parents, Do that. Love your children in the same way. Raise your children the same way that our perfect father does. How do we do it? Well, it's very, very, very simple to say. You know the father. You walk with him in communion. Your greatest heart's desire is him and more of him and as you passionately walk with him and are loved by him, you will begin to be able to love your children in the same way. You can't just start to love your children with the love of the father. You can't do that. You can't just start to have the same compassion as the father has on your children. You can't just start to care about the children the same way that the father does. You can't just start to give their attention and your patience and your instruction the same way that God, you can't just say, okay, Todd said on this day that I need to do it like this. So that is now the goal. I'm gonna start on tomorrow and, and it's gonna be better. You can't just do that. Trying to be the perfect father without knowing the perfect father will never work. It won't work trying to be the perfect parent without knowing a perfect God will end in you just ramming your head into the wall. So parents, seek him. Those listening today who are not parents and who may never be parents, what do you do? Seek him. Seek him. Live in communion with him. So that you might know his good and perfect love. So that you might be more like him. Because this love and and this type of living, it doesn't just apply to a parent and a child. It applies to the way that we engage with all people. With compassion and patience. Today, today, here's, here's my challenge for all of us. Focus on your relationship with the father the Heavenly Father. Even on Father's Day, focus on your relationship with the Heavenly Father. If you don't have one of those, then I would graciously invite you into a relationship with the God who made you and loved you enough to send his son to this earth to die for you. And all that you have to do to enter into that relationship, to be called a child of God, is to believe in his son, Jesus, and the power that rose him from the dead to put your faith in your life in him. If you've never done that, then maybe today, maybe today right now is the day when you get to do that. For all of us bask in his love, his care and his instruction. Be filled with the Holy Spirit today, of all, of all days, Father's Day. Be filled with the Holy Spirit for that's who God has given us to hear from him and know him, be filled with him. Love your children, not to the best of your ability, but love your children out of the overflow of God's love for you, his child. That's a challenge. Not saying it's gonna be easy, but that is a challenge today. I pray that today, Father's Day, you know the perfect love of the Father. And for all the fathers listening, that through him, you might be able to show just a glimpse of that perfect love to your children because that may just be the best glimpse of God that they ever get. Father, thank you for your perfect love, for your compassion, for your instruction, for your mercy, for your kindness, for the way that you lead and guide us for your love and your discipline. God, we know how much you love us because of your son, Jesus. May we love one another that way. May the parents love their children that way, but may we do so out of an overflow of your love for us. So come and just pour that out upon us. We need you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And it's in your name we pray, amen.